another episode of ERA Talks. I am Stephanie Tierney, the Membership Director and Podcast Coordinator here at ERA. Our topic today is a view through the customer's eyes. This episode will focus on the answers to what customers want and need from a manufacturer's rep in this new abnormal. I'm very excited to welcome our guests on this episode. Joining us today is Mo Elgrawi, Senior Electrical Engineer for Active, and Chad Briner, Senior Hardware Engineer for Sentient Energy. Welcome, Mo and Chad. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I have a few questions for you both. I'm going to start with you, Chad, for this first one, and then we'll move uh, to Mo as well. How has COVID changed the ways you do your job? Well, COVID has definitely affected the way we've done our jobs around here. You know, early on, we didn't really know what it was going to do. So we started taking a lot of adaptions to, you know, the social distancing and everything that, you know, we were hearing from the CDC. We set up hand sanitizing stations, hand washing and all that kind of stuff. But as far as work, you know, we, we sent people home that didn't need to be in the office. Everybody that could work remote started working remote until we could kind of get an idea of, of what was going to happen. Our, our company is considered an essential business, so we were able to still come into the office if needed. And after a while, we did uh, start coming back into the office. As, as hardware engineers, it's a little bit more difficult to, to work from home in a remote setting unless, you know, it depends on where you are in that, in the design cycle. Early on, you know, we like to meet and throw back ideas and get a collaborative kind of brainstorming sessions going. That's, you know, a little bit more difficult to do remotely. Uh, but when you're in the schematic and layout phases, that you can do a lot of that at home. Um, sure. And then doing testing and, and experiments on your product or your design and you're getting things in and you're checking it out. That you kind of have to be in the lab. It's a little bit more difficult. So I've been able to continue doing some of that, you know, but definitely in a, in a an altered normal <laughs> where, you know, you have to keep your distance. You have to spread out and, and do a couple things as far as, you know, wearing masks and stuff like that. But definitely it, it is different, you know, and uh, as far as dealing with reps and stuff like that, uh, it's a lot more online. You know, we, we haven't met in person with, with only a couple and that's just to, to be safe on for, for everybody. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Thank you so much, Chad. Mo, I'm going to turn the same question over to you. How has COVID-19 changed the ways you do your job? In the beginning, it was a little bit difficult, right? Because I'm located in Michigan and whenever it happened back in March, they did not allow us to go back to work, right? So everybody had to work from home. So we didn't have an option. So as an electrical engineer, you needed access to the labs, like, you know, Chad was saying. And, you know, you got to conduct most of your testing in the lab. And now you're stuck at home, you know, doing this with the family environment. So it was a little bit of a challenge and trying to get used to, you know. The only positive was saving like an hour of drive. Now you can, in the morning, you can have a little bit more sleep and at night, you know, whenever you're done, you're home. So that's, that's the only positive that came from it, actually. But after probably a couple of months, you know, when things started to open up a little bit, they're starting to allow 
you know, maybe small amount of people in the lab for, you know, a certain amount of days. That was a little bit, better, you know, so the days that you have a lot of meetings, you can be at home. The days that, like Chad is saying, you got to do schematics and layout and the things on, on, a, on a computer that you don't need to be in the lab, then, you know, get it done from the house. And the days that you need to go to the lab to get your stuff done, maybe not even days, hours, go get whatever you needed to get done. And if you don't need to be there, get out of there, a lot of opportunity for other people and other members to join, you know, to go to the lab. So, Yeah, absolutely. It was hard from the beginning. I think we're adapting as as humans. We just adapt and just move on. So we're getting the same, probably a little bit more work done because whenever you're at home, it's like job never leaves, you know? So before you shut down a computer and you come home and you try to forget about it, but now it's like sitting right there the whole time. So uh, you feel like you're working all the time. So it's a little bit, you know, different. So. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense as well. And I'm going to kind of segue into my next question. And, you know, you both had mentioned how the way you're operating and doing things are changing, of course. And, you know, you're, you tried to work from home as much as you possibly could, but, you know, there's just some things you have to go in for, which, you know, I think is inevitable. Um, But then there's the way that you communicate with your reps. You know, maybe you were meeting them one-on-one before, maybe you were on the phone, maybe it was a video call. You know, sometimes that seems like it's been even a little bit more of a new concept more recently. So I think that this is kind of an important question, actually. How do you prefer to communicate with your local reps and how has it changed now, you know, as opposed to before the pandemic? Mo, I'm actually going to have you take this one and uh, I'll turn it back over to Chad. Yeah, sure. Me personally, I prefer the way that I communicate with the rep after COVID, <laughs> if that makes sense. Before, reps used to you know, come to the office, schedule like half an hour to an hour meetings. And you, know, some, you have no choice but to sit down the whole time and discuss things with them. And sometimes we don't have that time. You know, it's not waste, but we don't have that time you know, to give because, you know, we're busy with a million other things. So now I feel like we're more efficient so I can get straight to the point. You know, if I need something, I'll, you know, pick up the phone. I have all the reps, you know, on my phone. So I just call them, you know, whenever there's a new product, basically they just send me an email, tell me what's available. It's like, I feel like it's more efficient, you know, getting straight to the point, you know, instead of having like an hour meeting, you know, them discussing about probably 90% of the things that I don't need and 10% of the things that I do need <laughs> that I need to get from. So I don't know. I like the way it is right now. And uh, in the future, after COVID, the thing I'll do different is probably try to limit the number of meetings in person with the rep because I feel like it's more efficient the way it is right now, honestly. Oh, very interesting. Thank you so much, Mo. Chad, same question to you. How do you prefer to communicate with your local reps and how has it changed now? So I prefer email and and actually I preferred email before and as well as now, just because, you know, when, when I am working, I'm usually busy doing something. So for me, a phone call doesn't really work. An email is perfect. I can address it whenever it's convenient for me. You know, a lot of times it's a rep trying to set up a meeting. You know, Mo's right. You know, typically in the past, 
a manufacturer might be coming in and the rep is trying to set up some meetings while they're in town. And so, you know, you'd, you'd still like to, to meet with the people, but it might not be the most convenient time. So you kind of have to adjust your schedule around a little bit to try to meet. So I think Mo's, Mo's right. Going forward, you know, a lot of times you can just uh, have one, a Zoom meeting or, or whatever to uh, go over the products and get an idea of what, what they have and some of the new things that they're they're coming out with, which is, you know, a lot of times, you know, that that's the main thing you're interested in because, you know, or if it's, a, you know, somebody that's you're not familiar with, it's, it's an ideal way of learning what the product line is. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want them totally lose the face to face, you know, definitely there's certain products are, are nice to see in person, you know, connectors and, and, and things like that are nice to get your hands on to get kind of a tactile feel yeah, uh, switches button. Definitely. I, I guess when, whenever you get straight to the point of what you need, then you go take it to the next phase, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. So I, th- I think, you know, the way we're adapting is, is actually a good way of, of, you know, ending up just because we are typically busy. So we don't have a lot of time to, to uh, meet constantly with uh, manufacturers, but you know, it's, it's definitely a, an adaption and uh, you know, one that it might be a, one that ends up being one of the better adaptions that we have as an outcome to COVID. That's so interesting. I appreciate both of you uh, sharing your input and experience with this. You know, as you mentioned, time is precious, probably more now than ever. But I I do appreciate, though, that you had mentioned that there is still some value in the face-to-face, that maybe we can still handle some of the other communications, maybe the smaller communications, you know, via phone or email. But there's some things that are just going to be better uh, left for face-to-face as well. So I appreciate you mentioning that as well. I am now going to go to my next question. We're going to talk new designs. So what are the challenges and best practices today with your reps regarding new designs? Chad, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, sure. So uh, when we have a new design, definitely early in the architecture requirements phase, you know, a lot of times we'll reach out to different reps and say, you know, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is our goal. And kind of ask them to uh, help us figure out a solution to to the problem we're trying to to address. You know, and the goal there is just to to help utilize their expertise in, in, in doing that. And that can be, you know, it can be done behind the scene where they're contacting various manufacturers or, or whoever, and then, you know, setting up online calls to discuss or, or getting data sheets and, and sample product or development kits. So uh, that's one thing. That's a really good practice. And then as the design moves forward into, you know, the schematic and and layout phase, uh, the design can still be in flux. So as we're going through that, um, it's nice to be able to throw out questions we might have as they come up and then having the rep relay that information back and forth. That's pretty important. And, uh, you know, we're, we're usually on pretty tight schedule commitments. So, uh, a quick response is 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 very needed, and a delay in information may result in a different choice being made. So, um, when all these practices are executed, it's a better chance of continuing to uh, use them on upcoming designs and, and whatnot. That is great. Thank you so much, Chad. Mo, I'm going to take the same question uh, over to you. 
Uh, what are the challenges and best practices uh, today that you are seeing with your reps regarding new designs? Yeah, I mean, back, back to the first, I guess, question, you know, it's kind of related. You know, how, how do we deal with, with discussing, you know, uh, the best rep, right? Like as we talked about earlier. So that, that's why I like to call them and I like to get in contact with them because of time, right? To save time. So whenever, you know, we need something, I would like to get in contact with the rep as fast as I can in order to get, you know, the quickest, quickest response possible instead of waiting for them to come to the office and, you know, take, you know, sometimes they can't do it until like a week or, or two weeks, right? And by that time, it'll be too late. Because for, we work, you know, very quick. So it could be from, from the time the customer, you know, needs a, a product uh, or maybe, a, you know, evaluation board or anything like that until we need to give it out. It's probably, you know, less than two, three weeks. And we don't have that two, two, two or three weeks to wait for the rep to come in and discuss all this with them. So we need a source that is faster in order to get that done ahead of time. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. I'm going to kind of combine my next two questions because they are very similar. So Chad, I'll start with you. How can the rep community help you more during this challenging time? And what do you really want and need from your reps today? So kind of what we've been saying throughout the call is, you know, it's timely responses. Mo likes making the calls. I like just sending out an email, but timely response is a big thing. You know, if we can get a response, even if it's, you know, the rep reaching out to the manufacturer, whoever it is asking the question, sometimes they don't get back right away either. But if the rep is giving us response, basically saying, Hey, look, I've sent out the question. I haven't heard anything. Let me make some calls. Let me see if I can find out the answer to this question. That's, that's a good thing that, that lets us, you know, know that the rep, the rep is helping us and it's, uh, you know, just gives us the faith in the, that, you know, we can concentrate on the, the schematic or the design or whatever, you know, and not have to worry about continually to figure out the, the, the answer to the question. So I think that's probably the, one of the main things at this time and, you know, just keeping us connected and with new product as well. You know, that's pretty important because you, you just never know what's coming down in the future. Uh, you might have a new product that you're going to be working on and you didn't need any of whatever it was in the past. But this new one, you might need something different and new. So you know, if the rep is kind of familiar with your product and, and the type of things that you work on, uh, you know, they can they can do a better job of, of kind of steering, you know, the the manufacturers, you know, and the products that we might be interested in as well. So that's another thing I think I would, would say is just if the reps could, you know, get familiar with the product as, as best as can as they can, you know, you know, some engineers hold it pretty close to the vest and don't want to say too much, but if they have a general idea, that definitely helps in the long run. Great points. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the reps are a very, very important part of the business, right? I mean, they're, they're part of the team, right? So they help us make our designs more efficient and cost-effective, right? So, so the, I mean, if I can pick the major couple of things that I need better from our reps today, 
I mean, we're already getting, you know, really good support from reps that I deal with. But if it, if I can pick a couple of things to be better, it's definitely faster coding phases, like faster cost estimates, because we need to know that sometimes ahead of time, make choices between supplier A, supplier B, because sometimes they're, they're, they're not the same component, right? And another one is faster sample deliveries, right? Whenever we make this choice, like I said before, we need to spin a quick board and we need samples right away. So how quickly can you help us get those in place? That is great. Thank you so much. Uh, You both had some really great points. So I'm going to move on to my very last question for you. And actually, I'm not even sure if maybe you are experiencing this because you've mentioned that you are really uh, kind of honing in on email and phone lately because that seems to be the most uh, time friendly. But are you doing more Zoom calls? Are you getting any more of a Zoom fatigue? And is it something that you want to continue doing or or maybe not continue doing? Mo, let's have you take that one. I mean, honestly, meetings in general, right? That's the nature of the beast. You, you need them, but we wish that we never had them, <laughs> you know? And instead of sitting in conference calls, now you're doing it in your home, you know, on, on a comfortable chair. So, uh, it's, you know, less meetings in general is, is nice, but, uh, I feel like with COVID you have more because you don't have the opportunity to see your colleague in the hall or at the coffee machine and discuss things that you usually maybe take like five minutes. Now you need to have an official meeting about it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So... Everybody want to set up a meeting for you. And if you look at the calendar every day, it's like full of meetings. It's like, oh, man. So it's definitely increased after COVID. And I would, <laughs> I would wish for it to decrease when this thing dies down. So Makes perfect sense. Chad, what about you? Yeah, um, Zoom, Zoom fatigue can be real. <laughs> as Mo is saying, I, I try to avoid as many meetings as possible just because you don't get to do the real work of engineering when you're in a meeting, you know, early on, maybe if you're, you're throwing around ideas and come on, coming up with uh, some brainstorming sessions, that's a good utilization of a, a meeting time. But in general, <laughs> you know, a lot of meetings are, they feel like they're meetings just so you can have a meeting and it, you really don't get as much as you think you're getting done. So I, I like the idea that, you know, we get back to a, a, the old normal in some, in some ways as fast as we can, you know, whenever that may be. Just because you do, you, you miss that spontaneous ability to, you know, spitball over the cubicle wall with your coworker and, and say, hey, what, what about this or that? And, you know, now you have to set up a call to, to do that instead of, you know, just taking 30 seconds to talk to each other. So, and, and then you can also help each other not go down uh, a path where you're wasting time. You know, you might spend all day at home doing something. And then at the end of the day, you have a meeting and, and discuss it with your coworkers and, and you come up with the, you know, the solution is not going to be that. So, you know, we're going to have to do something else. And you just wasted most of the day. Um, so, you know, ideally, let's get back to <laughs> in-person uh, collaborative type work environments, but for now it, you know, we, we've adapted and, you know, it is what it is, but 
you definitely, you know, get the Zoom fatigue when you're, you're constantly meeting and it feels like you're maybe not getting as much done as you could if you were um, in person. Absolutely. I think so many of us can, can definitely relate to that. I think it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank you both, Chad and Mo, for being on this episode of ERA Talks. The discussion was extremely interesting, and your input is so valuable to ERA, to myself, to our members. So again, thank you so much. For those listening, be sure to check out ERA.org for more events, resources, and membership information. Chat soon. Chat soon.